wet. That's really wet. Hi guys, we're back in business after losing that last episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the slightly buzzed episode we did in our trip to Toronto. We'll use that format in the future for episodes that don't really have a particular topic to discuss, more just when we want to talk about our life and uh, other bullshit. So since it's March, we want to focus uh, this episode and the next one on badass women. We'd like to acknowledge that there are many men that have helped support some of these women we're going to talk about, but uh, we don't care about that. Not this month. Not in March. This is about women. Uh, hashtag by women for women. Not a real hashtag. Let's make it real. Let's make it a real hashtag. Okay, so before we start, um, I want to quickly talk about my experience at the Tyler the Creator concert. In my experience, you never talk about things quickly, but it's, let's try. That's, that's very fair. Okay. So, last, the Friday before I recorded, we recorded this, so we went on March 2nd to see Tyler, the Creator, and Vince Staples. Not we, you were not there. I was not there. But Joe, who was on episode four, was there with me, and we had a great fucking time. Uh, Vince Staples had this huge, like... Like these, mo- not even like, they were monitors, but they also were like LED lights and they like rotated around and did weird shit independently and then would come together and form an image and they would move apart and do weird shit. And then he had this one point where it was like a thunderstorm on stage and there was someone walking around behind us with like a squirt pack that was like misting the crowd. <laughs> like it was rain. So it was like one of those 5D movies. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> If that was not a part of the concert, it should have been, because that is the level of extra that I expect from Vince. Vince is 100% level extra and petty, so... Yeah, oh yeah, no, so that was awesome. And he... I love Vince Staples so much. (laughs) Yeah, Um, So, not related to the concert, but he... We were gonna get t-shirts while we were there, and the line was so crazy because of all these fucking teenagers... And so me and Joe decided, like, no, you know what? Like, it's not worth us waiting. Let's go inside. And yesterday, Vince opened up his online shop with all his true merchandise. Fuck you, teenagers. Your girl still got a Vince Staples shirt. How racially charged was the show? Um, less so than Pitchfork. Okay. But his music is very, like racially charged so it's kind of hard to say he did wear a bulletproof vest though well the only reason i ask is because of his uh gofundme yeah um that's like people have been complaining about the show being racially charged so well they've been complaining about the show in general i love vince staples be racially charged do your thing your your music's incredible your music's big fish theory is one of my favorite albums makes a good point Making people think about things. So, if you want to buy something really fun, Vince Staples has a Big Fish Theory beach towel. And I almost bought it. (laughs) If you want to waste your money, don't waste your money on the GoFundMe campaign because we don't want Vince Staples to retire. No, we don't want him to retire. Okay, so. So. um, Back to the concert. (laughs) So, Vince was incredible. Rain, thunderstorm, Big Fish Theory, all the good stuff. Um... Tyler comes out and he has this fucking ramp on stage and he's like standing at the top of this ramp and he just like dances up and down the ramp for like half the show. 
That sounds awkward as hell. It was great because at one point there was a bunch of like, obviously Tyler the Creator draws a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't think about that going in. No, no, totally. it was all teenagers. I feel like a lot of bands and musicians that we like draws a lot of teenagers. That's because we listen to the same music as the cool teenagers. Yeah. Which means that those cool teenagers have good taste in music. It's true. But so, there was a, this girl that must have been in the front row that was, like, recording so much. And at one point, Tyler's like, I see your fucking phone. Like, you've got to stop this. You're literally here. Like, Yeah, be in the moment. Be, be not even. He didn't even say, like, be in the moment. He was just like, fuck you, this is annoying. <laughs> Quit turning your flash on and taking goddamn photos. Uh, but Tyler was great. Oh, I love him so much. He dances so hard and just like runs across that stage. That's what being a sober person does for your energy level. Yeah. We had we do not have that. Energy. We do not have that energy level. <laughs> the next thing I want to talk about is that Stephanie is a Ticketmaster Ticketmaster pun intended. I I've really been, am though. I've been thinking about that pun for like days. <laughs> It's true, though. She got us Radiohead tickets. In section 202, so we're not even in the nosebleeds. Yeah, it's, I literally was in, I was in Toronto, or not Toronto, I was in Quebec for work, and all I, I literally look at my phone, Steph sends me, like, a screenshot of where its seats are, and I was like, you got them? Fucking freaked out. We, I almost grew up trying to get those Radiohead tickets. You watched me. I was like hyper event. Like when we were trying to get pre-sale tickets. Well, we were trying to get a lot of tickets that day. We were were trying to get Radiohead. I'm not talking the first day. I wasn't there the second time. When we did the pre-sale the second time? Oh, the pre-sale, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so this is a fun story. So the first time we tried to get Radiohead tickets, we were not on the pre-sale list in time. We were not. So we're trying to get the first round of tickets... Because Radiohead is awful, and fuck you for not announcing multiple days, because you knew you were playing multiple days in Chicago. But, so, we're trying to get tickets for this day, and I'm also trying to get tickets to see Thursday at Lincoln Hall. The AAS. No, that was the second time. And also the Smashing Pumpkins. The Smashing Pumpkins was the same day, and we sent Derek to get us tickets for Post Animal. Yes. Derek got tickets to Post Animal. I failed, and I could not get any tickets, like... I, I got I us the pumpkin. I got us the pumpkins tickets. I got us the Radiohead tickets. Yeah, you did. I I logged in and got like as soon as I got in for the pumpkins and said that they were sold out. And you logged in after and they weren't sold I out. Did. For you. I know it doesn't make any sense. But I just so, found good luck. But anyways, Stephanie is time, a ticket master. The second time that they were when they announced the Friday show, we ha- we actually both ended up on the presale. Yeah. And I was, like, hyperventilating trying to get these tickets because the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs were announced that day as well. So yep. I was trying to get those tickets. At the same time, I'm trying to get Radiohead presale tickets. Radiohead sold out within, like, 30 seconds. Well, they only had, I swear to God, they had, like, three presale tickets. Yeah. Like, three. They're, for the entire United Because Center. we clicked as soon as it turned 10 or 11 or whatever time whatever it was. Whatever time it was. Uh, like, the minute it turned and we clicked it, we were on, like, a loading page, and then they were sold out when it loaded. Yeah. But so, it was maybe 30 seconds later that they were sold out. And then Friday was the day to buy tickets. And I was in the cafeteria because it was a noon sale. Yeah. So I'm in the cafeteria at work with a bunch of our coworkers. And they're all laughing at me as I'm I really kind of wish I was there. Like, Zach made fun of me so hard. Yeah. Because That's, I was, like, Well, dying. Zach is like me. Well, so at least that me. was what yeah. my... Input Everyone was like, we need to go back upstairs for meetings, but Stephanie's going to have a meltdown trying to get these tickets. So, so yeah, well, I, uh, we got, got the tickets. tickets and so excited. Also, 
I'm also a Ticketmaster ticket master because <laughs> I managed to get Childish Gambino pre-sale tickets. Yeah, you tried like three different times. Didn't yeah, you? I got in on the third time doing pre-sale. I got a ticket for me, Joe, and I got an anniversary gift for Steve because Steve's a cheap motherfucker. Aww, and Steve. Would, Steve didn't want to pay the price for the ticket. Yeah, Steve's the worst. Yeah, Steve's the worst. I love you, Steve. No, you're the Fuck worst. You, Steve. I don't love you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we say that about Stephen Derrick a lot. I love you, but fuck you. Yeah, but so... Anyways. So, my anniversary with Steve is next Friday, so that was, like, Aww. what I made his anniversary oh, gift. yeah, it's on St. It's the day before St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Yeah. Yep. So, I made that as anniversary gift, even though the concert's not until September. Because also, I didn't have a gift for him. So, there's that. Whatever. Yeah, I looked at my calendar the other day and was like... Oh my god, I have so many shows. It's like, so I it's my disclaimer, fault. I, I I blame you or blame me. It's my fault. <laughs> Derek and I finally set a wedding date, and I was looking through my calendar like, oh, we can't do this date. We have a concert festival this date. It's concert, 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 festival, concert, concert, concert. This one's Stephanie's birthday. That's not going to work. This one's Stephanie's in Louisiana for a music festival. Not going to work. Yeah. This one's Stephanie's so, got another big concert. Not going to work. I um don't know how Stephanie affords concerts because I go to like half as many as she does. And I'm broke as hell. I don't know how I afford them either, and I'm also broke as hell. So, Um, if that makes you feel any better. Alright, so let's move on. We are also going to Mopop in Detroit this summer. Yeah, we are. We're going to see Boney Bear and Vince Staples. Oh, And I am so excited. So, anyone that knows me from back home, because I am from Metro Detroit, uh... Come hang out with us. Come to Mopop. Mopop's a good time. I haven't been in a it's couple only of years. Like $75 for a one day, 100 at the most for both days. Yeah. And it's been I a good lineup. The last time I went, um, the lineup, like headliners, we, so we didn't stay the entire time the first time because the headliner was G Easy, and I went with Ursula, and her and I were both like, let's go home. No yeah. one wants to deal with this. Right. And then the second night was M83. So, like, they have good headliners play. They have good headliners this year. It's uh, Bodie Bear. And the National. And the National. And and also Portugal Saint- the Man. Portugal the Man at St. Vincent. And, and Vince Staples. Oh, we gotta stop saying his name when you just said that was weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, come hang out with us if you're in Detroit, if you listen to this and you know or Stephanie, you're or if you one- don't know us, come hang out. Or if you're one of our 12 friends in Chicago that now <laughs> wants to go to this music festival. Yeah, we would be going both days, but Stephanie has Food Fighter tickets on Sunday. Yeah, I uh, fucked up. Although the Food Fighters at Wrigley's gonna be badass. Yeah, I so. have them on Monday, which I didn't fuck up because I got them on Monday. Although well, I'm sorry, I was trying- there wasn't a second date announced when I got mine on that fucking pre-sale. Well, I was trying to get mine on for Sunday, so that's true. That makes me feel any better. Yeah, I'm finally going to see him in Staples, and I'm really excited because that man does not need an early retirement. No, he does not need an early inter- I retirement. I Get the fuck off his dick. Get off his dick, listen to that single, and don't contribute to his GoFundMe. He deserves those blessings. Like, don't get me wrong. He deserves the blessings and the puppy. And the puppy, and maybe a Civic, because he was also going to get a Civic. Yeah, but don't give him that money because... Because we don't want him to retire. We don't want him to retire. Um. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so back to the podcast, actual podcasting. Uh, so this month, our Spotify playlist is all music by badass women, and you should go listen because I put a lot of effort into this shit, and you might not think that I put a lot of effort into this, but I really do because I'm a playlist master, and there's a lot of really good music on here, so you should go listen. Yeah, go listen so Steph feels validated. Yeah, I need to feel validated, so 
Love me. Listen to my music <laughs> choices. Um, so before we start this episode, we have a quick disclaimer. We are here to show the good things that the women that we're going to talk about have done. We may not like who they are, but we want to represent the important impact they've had um, on society and the feminist movement. So, uh, back to more bullshit. <laughs> so, it's current, Back to the bullshit. It's currently 1 p.m., and uh, this is our first time recording while it's still light outside, which is super fucking weird, because I'm going to have to walk out of here as a drunk nightmare, and uh, it's not going to go well. Yeah, I mean... We're drinking beer mimosas, and it feels classy, but I'm also pretty buzzed already. Yeah, this is our second round. Uh, because the stuff tastes like juice. It's because there is actual juice in it. Yeah, but it tastes like juice. So the beer we're drinking today in these beer mimosas is Lil' Something Something from Lagunitas Brewing. And it's super cool that we're drinking this today because the Chicago facility has had female brewers, and we're all about supporting women in beer. Oh yeah, I'll drink to that. All right, so uh, let's start this shit show by talking about the important women that we actually know in our lives. Lindsay, you want to kick this off? Um, so I guess the most badass woman in my life is my old manager, Ashley. Um, she was the first like professional uh, manager I've ever had. Like, I worked in restaurants, but like this is my actual like profession where I was going. That real corporate that life. That real corporate life, yeah. Uh, Ashley was the best role model um, she really showed me how to balance, like, work-life, um... That work-life balance. That work-life balance, yeah. But also, like, not take, not put up with bullshit and, like, how to deal with men mansplaining to you and really exert yourself without becoming a bitch because that's, like, a big thing in the corporate industry is, like, women, when they exert them, like, they exert their authority, come across as bitches. And she taught me, like, yeah, you may sound like a bitch, but that's... You're doing your job, like, you're... You're doing what you have to do, but, like, there is a fine line because you're a woman. You have to, like, tread that lightly. And so, uh, Ashley had a huge, or still every day, has a huge impact on me. I mean, I constantly, when I'm having issues at work. I love Ashley. She's such a badass. Oh, I love her. But every day when I'm having, like, when I'm having an issue, I literally think, what would Ashley do? How would she approach a situation? Um, And I'm actually texting her, like, how, what would you do at this point? Um, so shout out to Ashley. I don't know if you listen, but I'm at the very least going to send you the sound clip. Uh, I, I love you so much. Um, I tell you all the time, but you really, really had a huge impact on me. And, uh, I can see myself constantly like in the future as well, like wanting to become you and, um, yeah, I mean, you're just who I want to be when I grow up essentially. <laughs> uh, Cause I'm not really an adult, but like I, I do. I you're the person I want to be, and so Ashley, like, thank you for everything you've ever done for me, and thank you for um, impacting me in such a large way. You know, I was only your co-op for six months, but I'm forever changed. So I wasn't going to talk about managers at work, but this actually was a really good transition because I wanted now I want to talk about my previous manager. So my manager, Erin, was a food scientist that was managing a bunch of packaging engineers, so she really didn't know a ton of stuff about packaging, but, like, she was a badass bitch, and she's constantly called a bitch at work. Like, I've heard other, like, men at our office have referred to her as that bitchy food scientist lead, and you know what? Fuck them! She is the coolest person ever, and she knows what's going on. She'll tell you when something's going wrong. Like, she was so badass. And I'm a big, kind of, like, proponent of 
like owning the insults that oh, women absolutely. have. So like when we say badass bitch, we don't mean it in a bad way. Like no. I'm all about owning the word bitch and owning like any insult that's thrown my way. Like Oh absolutely. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh also I wanna give a shout out to someone that's as a woman has really boosted my confidence. And uh that is my personal trainer, Maggie. Uh Maggie, I love you and you are the most like down to earth trainer ever and I love it because you're not trying to be some Instagram model you're trying to be like a real person and her and I actually have made fun of Instagram trainer model people before together so it's great and uh you're a bomb ass trainer and I love you uh so let's get into the actual women um that we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about yeah um so this is kind of kind of be like the first and second episodes and the third where we kind of yeah we're talking we're going to talk through some segments of different women in different pop culture culture fields and uh we're going to talk about some fictional bad bitches yeah because they have had an important role in all of our lives yes all right Um, so let's start with my favorite topic music so this is be this will be like two hours later (laughs) yeah uh two hours later and then we'll move on Uh, (laughs) so i'm gonna start with a woman that's majorly influenced not even like my she's been a huge like my taste in music has come a lot from like listening to her and like finding new music because she's very been like open to saying what she's listening to and that is the queen annie clark aka saint vincent so saint vincent is one of the most badass bitches in the entire world she is. She pulls. Too. She pulls. Oh yeah. She pulls. Um. She plays. She's one of the best guitarists I've ever seen in my entire life, and she wears the most eclectic outfits on stage and is incredible. And I just, oh, I love her so much. Not as much as that girl that sat next to me when I saw her, though. That girl really loves Saint Vincent. Um. If you haven't heard the story i think it's in like the second episode or the third episode. uh i want to say like one of the first fourth because we saw saint vincent we saw in early january yeah it wasn't the fourth because joe was in the fourth so i think it was like the third then maybe the third okay. um but yeah it's a good story um the crying girl yeah <laughs> um i have never seen saint vincent but i do appreciate the fact that she's her music is incredible her music is incredible but she's also like out oh yeah she's um, and, I mean, I appreciate anyone that's strong enough to come out and oh, absolutely. own that part of their life and personality. And, and to still are. be badass. Yeah, and still, still be badass. Shit. Um, we're going to go from indie music to... The most popular the musician most popular. No. Because <laughs> I'm not talking about her. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Rihanna. Yeah, I mean, Rihanna's, Rihanna's super... Is she fun. the most popular, though? She should be. She should be. Rihanna... Is a queen. She is. I identify so hard with Rihanna. She's from the Caribbean. Uh, my family is from the like I from the Caribbean. I wasn't born there, but like that's your my fam- that's your yeah, that's my heritage, culture. Yeah. Um so she's from the Caribbean and I love that. I also love Fenty Beauty. Oh um, Fenty. She, she is so good. She is breaking glass ceilings for women of color. She um, is in the beauty community in the beauty industry especially. I mean she came out with, like, what, 40 different shades when she launched her makeup she line? She literally dropped her line and was like, here's everything you'll ever need, ever. Yeah, and it's, 
A hundred percent true because I used Fenty Beauty for my you foundation. Do. Your skin looks so good when you wear but it. But it is. It matches. This is the first makeup, uh, first first foundation I've ever had that matches my skin tone perfectly. It really does. And um, so, but thank it, you, Rihanna, for breaking that barrier for women of color because for a long time it was super. It was really hard to find foundations and just makeup in general that worked for me. Um, and now, like all these different brands are coming out with like larger lines to because they've seen the impact exactly. that Rihanna's line has had yeah. on the industry and how and it was now, like a storm when it came yeah, out. And now it's an issue when right brands don't release enough darker shades, and I appreciate that. No, I absolutely I support that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. So thank you, Rihanna, for being amazing for your makeup line. Um, also for releasing also, some. Phenomenal, phenomenal music. music. I mean, you came back. You've dated some shitty men in your lifetime. You know what? Who hasn't? Yeah. And you have been the strongest woman I've seen. Yes. Like, ever. Absolutely. Rihanna is a strong woman, and she's a great She'd be my model. best friend because I love her. I think everybody wants Rihanna as a best friend. So, That's true. That's yeah. true. So, Lindsay stepped away for a few minutes, and I'm going to continue talking about music because uh, that's what I do. So, this is going to be the Stephanie show for a few minutes here. Bear with me. So, I want to talk about uh, Susie Sue. So, Susie and the Banshees, 80s punk rock band. Susie was just, like, super badass and goth and, ugh, I live for it. So, she is super badass. She broke some serious ground for the music industry and just, like, the goth scene and women and music and it's super cool similarly uh pj harvey did that in the 90s and 2000s so super goth queen she literally performs wearing like crow feathers in her hair like god she's incredible um and I just wanted to take a second to shout out my goth alternative queens that brought me to where I am today. A couple of other really cool women in music that if you don't know about, you should. Karen O, the lead singer of the Yeah, Yeah, Yes, is fantastic. And she has done, she's made a huge, she's made huge ground for women in the indie scene. I recently read the book Meet Me in the Bathroom by Lizzie Goodman, and there were a lot of really interesting interviews with Karen O about her life in New York City as the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs were starting to form, and uh, you should know about her. She's awesome. Additionally, Brittany Howard is the lead singer of the Alabama Shakes, and... The, she has formed a super group with a couple of other women called the Bermuda Triangle. And she is a huge influence on women in music, especially women of mixed race in the music community. She's also a plus-size woman, and she's badass as hell. So, Brittany Howard, you a badass bitch. Keep playing your guitar and shredding. A couple of other people... Um, more in the indie scene. Uh, Cherry Glazer is a indie punk rock kind of band. Their lead singer and founding member 
is a girl named Clementine Creeby. And she is a badass musician who started the band when she was a teenager. She's only 21, maybe, right now. And the band's been around for a couple of years. So that's crazy. For Her music talent is just out of control. And seeing, like, I've seen them live a couple of times now. And she's always killing it. So, Lindsay's back. I'm back. And uh, we're still talking about music. So, I'm still running the show here. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Bjork. So... Not only has she had a huge influence on me as, like, a quirky, weird woman. Like, she's super fucking weird. And you know what? I love it. And she is, has such a huge influence on music as we know it today. Madonna took influences from her. Kanye West has taken influences from her. Like, all genres have taken influence from Bjork's electronic pop style. Let's face it, she's just a weird lady, and I love she that. She is! And her fashion sense is bizarre and wonderful. Yep. And she's also spoken out against sexual assault and harassment. Which yeah. is great to see in the music industry. Yeah, because there's a lot that we, I guess, don't see. There's a lot we don't know. Um, so, while we're on the topic of like sexual assault in the music industry, I kind of want to talk about Kesha. Alright, yeah, good call. Let's do it. Um, Kesha, you're a badass badass bitch for talking about your sexual assault and um continuing to make music even when the industry is trying to put you down yeah and shout out to all the people supporting kesha um and donating to her and giving her a platform yeah to continue making music um it's incredibly brave when you know that like your livelihood is your livelihood's on the line on if the you line, speak yeah. out against a lot of this. Yeah, and especially for Kesha, because, like, her... She that was her entire career. Yeah, and she couldn't make music for a while because of it. Yeah. Um, so, you want... Yeah, Kesha for speaking out. Yeah, Kesha's absolutely. Salt. I want to talk about Marina and the Diamonds. So, she is a badass bitch because all of her songs are essentially insults that have been thrown at her, and she makes songs about them. She has a song called Homewrecker that came out quite a few years ago. And it's just about how the, they, people have called her a homewrecker. And she made a fucking song about it. You know I'm all about owning insults, so I'm oh, yeah. that. And she has a song called Power and Control about how to be in power and in control. And then she's a badass bitch. Her album, um, I mean, this is a long, long time ago. Ugh. Her album Electra Heart came out in the early 2010s. We're calling it the 10s. Do we have a name for that year yet? I don't think so. Okay, we're so still I'm going to say. Tens, so. That's true. Okay, so it came out six, seven, eight, maybe years ago. I don't know. Um, it's an old album. She has a song called How to Be a Heartbreaker that basically just like spells out how to fuck men over. And as a. Young adult, when I was when this album came out, I would have been. I think I was just in college, and I needed that. Yeah, needed that confidence boost because she's a bad bitch. So, gonna go full hipster and talk about Peaches. So, Peaches came out in the early '90s, and she has been making music up until today. 
she she's played you would recognize the song boys want to be her and she has a couple of songs that are i've heard in like movies i think she had a song in mean girls um and she's just a kind of like unapologetic bitch she oh here's what according to wikipedia her music has been featured on lost girl the l word ugly betty south park 30 rock true blood and full frontal with samantha b so she's all over the television world like her music is played and i saw her at riot fest last year and she performed with a big vagina hat on top of her head (laughs) wearing this like full fake fur like hairy suit and then she took her big hair suit off and, like, took the vagina hat off. And her backup dancers came out wearing vagina masks. Like, she's all over the place. And she's super open to sex positivity. And I loved it. So I wanted to talk about that as a badass bitch of music who's been around for a long fucking time. Yeah, I'm all about sex positivity. And... You I missed get- out on that because you were at Riot Fest last year. I think you came later that day after she played. Probably. I was... Right past is hard to get to. Um, but do you have any more? Like, or any other? Um... No, let's move on. Because I could talk about mu- badass female musicians all day. Right. Um, so I guess we're going to move on to actresses? Yes. Let's do it. Um, do you have anyone specific that you want to start with? Let me start with Tina Fey. Yeah. Let's start with comedians. Yeah, let's start with, like... Well, not necessarily comedians, but... Yeah. yeah. So, Tina Fey has done a lot for a specific... Not even just because she's super fucking funny and did SNL and has done so much. She's a huge, like, writer mm-hmm. in the comedy industry and, like, the television yeah. industry. And that's opened a lot of doors for a lot of people. And, like, even men have worked with her and now, like, for reference, like, Childish Gambino, Donald, Donald Glover Lover. got his start working on 30 Rock with Tina Fey. 30 Rock was basically all about her on SNL and her, like, her writing. Like, writing on SNL and being on SNL. So, it's, she's opened a lot of doors for women to enter the industry, for sure. And same with Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler's done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, different television shows, but similar concept. Yeah. I mean, they're both on SNL. Also, they're both super badass together, and I love watching their shows. I, I love watching movies with them oh, together, absolutely. Like the ones that they've done. Um, I think, like, just general badass women. Oh, absolutely. They've done so much for women. Like, women, Amy Poehler in Parks and Rec. Her um, character that she wrote for. Yeah, I mean, Leslie No. That's how I feel constantly, being a woman in... Liz Lemon. Yeah. Being a ridiculous woman working in the world. Yeah, so, Mindy Calling. Going oh on, yeah, like, comedic, comedic writers. Mindy Callen got her start, um, and this is like history, I guess, to talk about Mindy Callen's like starts. But she got her start basically by writing um, how Ben Affleck and Matt Damon got like the script for the test, the Descendants, and she played Ben Affleck in a play that she wrote about the two of them. So she got her start there. Wrote on The Office was a great character. Kelly she was Kapoor. her writing on The Office was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, she wrote some of the best episodes. She wrote The Dundies. She wrote oh, the Niagara yeah. episode. Uh, she wrote, like, Michael's Last Dundee. Um, she just did an incredible job. Um, she was one of the... F- I think she was the actual first Indian-American 
writer to star and like write her own show, which was the mini project. Right. Um, and being Indian, um, and a chubby Indian at that, I, Mindy Calling makes me feel better about who I am because we don't fit society standards. And I love that about her. Like she owns who she is. I do love her. She does such a good job in everything that she does. Yeah. She owns who she is. She has a baby. She didn't name a father on the birth certificate. She said that like, while getting married would be great, would be great. She wants, um, the, the relationship she had with her mom with somebody, and so she wanted to, she wanted a kid, and she had a kid That's without a father, badass. which is something that women, like, a lot of people out there believe that, like, if you are a woman, you need to have a man out there to have a child, and I feel like the fact that she had a child outside of that stereotype is just badass. So... And so Mindy Calling for me, is, like, my number one badass bitch. So... I didn't put her on the list, but you talking about that reminds me of Connie Britton, who has been on, like, American Horror Story, mm-hmm. and she was on Friday Night Lights. She's been on a ton of television. Um, she decided, you know, fuck all of this. I'm going to adopt a son from Africa. Mm-hmm. So her and her son, like, I love her Instagram, just watching her dynamic with her son. Like, it's so cute, and they're so happy. Like... You don't need a man to have a child. No. And you also, because you're a woman, you don't need to have a child. Exactly. Um, and so, like, January Jones, also not on the list, also did that. She had a child, didn't yeah. name a father. She just had a child and refused to name a father. So I think it's badass that these women out there are... They're holding saying, their like, own. Yeah, they're holding their own. They're like, I want a kid, I'm going to have a kid, but I don't need a man to have a kid. Like, biologically, right. I may, but I don't need one to raise it. Absolutely. Um, so, shout out to those women out there that are breaking stereotypes like that. And then shout out to the women that are refusing to have children. Like Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yes. Um, Jennifer Aniston has said in the past, like, she's been pregnant basically since Friends. Friends. Everyone's speculating that she's pregnant, and she's said that, like, I don't need a child to be fulfilled. Just because I'm a woman, I don't need to have a child. Um, And I totally appreciate that, because, like, you and I, we don't want kids. I mean, I'm pretty young so it's hard for me to say but like i mean i've been saying since i was 12 years old i mean i have too but i don't want kids i personally don't want kids so i appreciate i don't think that i want children either and i yeah i love that like the number of times i've heard oh you'll change your mind when you get married or what is what is your husband gonna want yeah i don't give a fuck what my husband wants like if i really am to the point where i don't want to have children when i'm still older like i'm not gonna have kids agreed i mean every time i've ever said said that to somebody like They've been like, oh, you'll change your mind, you're young, you're not going to want that, you're going to want a kid. But no, I mean, not every woman wants a child. Exactly. So Jennifer Aniston, that shouldn't shout be an out expectation. to you. So yeah. shout out to you, Jen. So let's move on to Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Um, she, got and... her star, she got her star with Harry Potter. Exactly, yes, um, she did. And, but it was, it was making news now because she's standing up for women and feminists and I think the big thing for her is that she's bringing... Like, feminists for a long time... Feminism for a long time was just women. And she's yeah. making that move that to bring men into this feminism... No, I agree. ...movement. And, um, you know, she's doing a lot a lot of work for the UN. And um, I love that she does the thing where she'll, like, post that she's going to hide books mm-hmm. in public places to, like, expand literature to people. I think that's so cute, and I love it, and yeah. I'm so glad that she does that. Yeah, I mean, I love Emma Watson. Um, I hate that she was sexualized at such a young age. Oh, I do too. But she has 
She's done so she's much. She's done so much doll. for women as yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um let's talk about our personal favorite person ever, Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. I love that she owns the fact that she's tall. She's, she's, she's a, gorgeous. She's, she's a, giant woman. She is, but she is a beautiful and giant I woman. Love and I love her that. for it. Yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones kind of uses that as like uh, they kind of like make her a manly woman, but outside of that, she's a beautiful she's woman. A she's a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. She she's, kicks some fucking ass. She does. She, she is, is a badass. Yeah. She, she plays play, some badass characters. She does. I love that about her. I mean, Brandon Tarth is one of my favorite characters in Game of Thrones. Absolutely. I personally ship Brienne Tormund, but I also ship Brienne by herself because she doesn't need anyone. She's a no man. Um, and Gwendolyn Christie's just a badass woman. She plays badass characters. Captain Phasma, awesome. They did not. They did not do enough with her. No, but they she did was not. But she's cool still herself. incredible. Yeah. And she trained. Have you seen the videos of her training to play Phasma? Oh my not. god, it's incredible. That girl works her ass off. And I mean, the only my the reason I look up to her as like an important it's woman. You're a giant woman. I'm too. a giant woman. So seeing how she's so tall and beautiful and you know what like she might not come off as the most like dainty feminine woman which I definitely don't either but she owns it she owns herself and I really look up to that and there's too much of like tall women being models and like stick thin and I love that she's like tall but she's super athletic yeah she's crazy athletic yeah absolutely I want to be her (laughs) god damn it girl you kill it um, do you want to talk about women of color? Let's do it. So, Angela Bassett. Queen. She's doing so much for the... She's done so much. She's doing so much for women of color. Like, she's really breaking boundaries. She's in... She's in... She's in so much. And she I, is. She's, she's really, done so she much. She works her ass off. I mean, she kills in, in um, American Horror Story. Like her That's my... I've seen her in a lot of shows, but her character playing, or her character in American Horror Story. Which one? Which season? Coven. Oh, definitely Coven. In American Horror Story, Coven, her character as like the voodoo queen. I love that. Is so cool. I mean, I love voodoo in New Orleans and the whole vibe, but like her character, I fucking love. Yeah. Angela Bassett in Black Black Panther. Panther. I mean... She has the queen. She's so she's the, regal and gorgeous. She's and she plays she plays the motherly figure so well, but she also plays like the badass bitch witch woman yeah. from American Horror Story so well. Like oh, I just love her. She's she's so beautiful and she I love is her. Gorgeous. Um Viola Davis. I love Viola Davis so much. How to Get Away with Murder is one of the cheesiest and most incredible television shows I've ever seen in my entire life. But she's such a strong woman. She is. How to get, get Away with Murder. Um, Annalise Keating is a... We're not to fictional characters yet, but, like, Annalise Keating. What a fucking incredible character. And there, I don't... I can't picture anyone else playing her but Viola Davis because she's so incredible. Um, and so while we're in Shondaland, temporarily... Uh, I just want to shout out to Shonda Rhimes. Oh, I mean, yeah. She has all of these TV shows, and she's part of every single one of them. And she's working, and she's just doing an incredible job. She's like, doing her anatomy. thing, and she's doing phenomenal yeah. work. Yeah. 
So I just wanted to quickly shout out to Shonda Shout Rhimes. out to you. You a bad bitch. I mean, Angela Bassett. I feel like we gotta come back. Because yeah, we did not we talk, talk enough. enough about her. Her roles, I mean, Malcolm X and Panther. I mean, as a white woman seeing those films, not having the background on necessarily the Black Panther movement, but her, not only was her portrayal just incredible, those are hugely influential movies to people of color. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the African-American community um, especially appreciates those movies just because they're being represented for the first time. And, like, there's so much whitewashing in Hollywood, and she's standing, like, she's against that and, like, owning that no, part of her. No, she's owning it, and, ugh, I just love her. She's been in so many movies. It's so hard to say, like, what has Angela Bassett done? What hasn't she done? <laughs> exactly. What hasn't she done? All right. Um, let's talk about Lena Headey. Let's yeah. talk about other women from Game of Thrones. So, not specific to their characters, but other actresses. There's some other badass women on that show. Yeah, there are a lot of badass women on that show, and I love that women play such a large part of that show. They like, do. There are specific storylines dedicated to women, and I love that. Like, Lana Haiti. I may hate, I hate her character in Game of Thrones, I, but she plays it so she well. She does such a good job. That I hate her in real life. Because How can you I, hate her in real life? I hate her in real life because she plays her character so well that like I associate Cersei with her. I don't actually hate Lena Headey in real life, but I, I just, I'm like, oh, Cersei, I hate you so much. I don't like you. But you know what I mean? She's very positive towards women. Oh, like, absolutely. Seeing her other characters she's played as well have been very femme positive and I fucking love it. She's oh, badass. I agree. I mean she plays badass characters. She's a badass. She's a badass in Game of Thrones. I mean like the queen. She's the queen. She is the queen. She's the queen. She's crazy but she's running an entire country. Similarly uh Seven Kingdoms. That was true. There's a lot of kingdoms. Uh people are afraid of her. I love that. I do too. I'm scared of her. I mean, similarly, like, other actresses, like Maisie Williams and Sophie Turner, also have hugely influential... They played even outside of Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, I mean, as Sophie young Turner as they are. As Jean Grey, the Phoenix. That's so Going badass. Going to X-Men. Phoenix is my favorite X-Men character because she is such a badass. She's yeah. evil, but she's also, like... She's this conflicted thing about her, but... She's badass. She's, like, one of the strongest X-Men, and I love that. Kicking ass, taking names. Yeah, I mean, Sophie Turner, killing it in, like, the role she picks. Maisie Williams, I mean, Arya is my favorite character by far in Game of Thrones, because she refuses that princess role. Like, she wants to be, she wants to be, like, one of the guys. She wants to be a warrior, and she is not saying, like, she's not letting them say, like, you know, you're a girl. She's moving forward and saying, like, I want to be a badass. I'm going to be a badass, and I love that. I love it. And, I mean, outside of that, too, they've been so, they're so down, I feel like they're more down to earth than a lot of, like, celebrities that are, like, older, that, like, we grew up looking up, not that we grew up looking up to, but that we grew up, like, seeing, like, they feel so much more down to earth and into themselves. They feel like us. They they feel like us. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I guess. Can we talk about Ellen? 
Yes, I want to talk about Ellen. I love Ellen. I love Ellen as well. I think Ellen is an incredible woman. I mean, I don't know some any like I've never heard a bad thing about Ellen. We know through friends, <laughs> family of friends, that Ellen is as genuine and real as she comes off. And she is one of the first members of the LGBTQ community to come out come in out. Hollywood. Yeah. And, like, own that part of her and be open in Hollywood and, like, allow people to ask questions and, like, She's learn She's so it. open about She's it. She's super Especially open about it. Especially her relationship with her wife and now they have a child and it's... I love Portia de Rossi. I, I mean, too. I love Arrest, Arrested Development and I love their relationship. I mean... Ellen just turned 60 years old, doesn't look a day over no. like 40. No, oh my god, she looks incredible. She looks incredible. She looks incredible. But their relationship is goals. Like, they love each other. I watched, like, Portia de Rossi give her her birthday present. And Ellen's, like, so, she loves the environment and is all about animals. And her, Portia de Rossi giving Ellen, like, her birthday present oh, was yeah. the most genuine moment I've ever seen and, I mean, Ellen is just an incredible person. She's so open and so caring towards the environment and just towards everybody. And to see I women like, like never... that doing so well on yeah, television I mean, for so many years is absolutely. so inspiring. Ellen gives so many people opportunities. I mean, I have watched, like, she has this, like, segment with this little girl that is about science and things that she's learned. Mm-hmm. And she's all about, like, women and owning and then becoming like STEM and like learning about yeah. science and technology. Well, now. if you've been to Disney World within the last what 20 fucking years, there's an entire ride about going through history and learning about like history with Ellen. Yeah. Like this was before Ellen came out. This she was influ- that influential. Yeah. There's a fucking Disney World ride with her <laughs> in it. I mean, I, yeah, I I will never... I love Ellen so much. I do, too. And she's just an incredible human. Um, speaking of the LGBTQ community, uh, Laverne Cox, uh, first transgender actress to be nominated for a primetime Emmy. I love her in uh, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. She's just incredible. Her character is my absolute favorite in yeah, that show. she's so great. And, like, really breaking, breaking boundaries... Um, and, I mean, I feel like she was really one of the first people to, first, Orange is the New Black is one of the first shows to really, like, portray a transgender character. Yeah. Um, and it broke a lot of boundaries for that. Um, Tilda Swinton, who's not, like, LGBTQ, but she's androgynous. She's been very androgynous. Um, she plays male male characters, um. In Snowpiercer, she won a role that was written for a man and asked them to not change it, similar to Aubrey Plaza in Legion. I love Aubrey Plaza's I work too. in Legion. Um, Her I character love... is my absolute favorite. Like, women, I feel like, are now more open to being like, you know, this character's written for a man, but, I mean, I would like... I'm thinking this in my head that women are more open to it, but it may be a couple specific actresses. It's hard to say. Um, but... Yeah, like, Aubrey Plaza's character was written for a middle-aged man. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that there are women now not feeling like they are confined. pigeonholed, they're yeah. confined just to women roles. Like, there's, right. a, there's a male role, it's interesting, I want to try out for that, and there are people that are willing to cast women and in those roles. I know from, like, 
reading stuff about it for Legion specifically with Aubrey Plaza, like, they were going to rewrite her character as a woman, and they were like, she was like, absolutely not. I want to play this character. The way it's written. Yeah. Yeah. And it's incredible to watch. I fucking love watching Legion, mostly for her. Yeah. Because, like, it's just crazy to watch. She does such a good job. I love that character just comes off so, like, in, it's so intense, and you don't see women playing that as often as they should. Agreed. Um, and I mean, I love Aubrey Plaza in general, because she's a weird girl, and she owns that. And she owns it. loves, like, she's weird, I'm weird, I love that about her, like, it makes it almost more okay to be weird. Yeah. Um, and I like that about her a lot as well, but especially the fact that, like, there are women out there now that are auditioning for male roles, winning them. And ask them to continue writing them as male roles. Yeah. So, let's, uh, similarly to, uh, the Weird Girls, let's talk about Broad City and the phenomenal actresses and comedians on Broad City. So, we've got Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson. So, for, I hope people that listen to us have seen this show. And these girls are so out there and crazy and kooky and weird. And it's so funny because I relate to a lot of the bullshit that they get themselves into about being poor girls living in a big city. (laughs) (laughs) But the characters they play on the show are just so different. And the fact, like, Alana is so crazy and, like, so out there and, like, doesn't give a fuck about anything. And she's just, like on another planet level of feminist and insane. I mean, my favorite line in that entire show is her going, there's four R's. Reduce, reuse, recycle, Rihanna. (laughs) I, um, speaking of that, like, I love people's, uh, like, opinions of Rihanna. Like, in... We're going back to Rihanna. We're going back to Rihanna. In The Good Place with, um, Kristen Bell, who I personally love. Oh, she's on that show? Yeah, Kristen Bell's on that show, and no she loves Riri. She talks about Riri all the time. I did not know that. Um, but anyway, back to Broad City. And, I mean, Abby tries to play, like, a character that's more grounded and someone trying to, like, get their life together, but then, like, she's got the crazy friend, and they're so badass together. I just love watching their that show. Just, I love it. Um, so, since we're on the topic of characters, do you want to move on to characters? Yes, let's do it! Um, so, I already mentioned Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder, and how badass of a bitch she is, because she runs her life, and runs that fucking law class. Yeah. And and her own law business. Almost got away with murder. And almost got away with murder. Um, the next on the list is Dee Reynolds from Is Always Sunny. I love She her. is the only female in that, ensemble. in that ensemble, and they're constantly shitting on her. And I think she's gorgeous. I do, too. She, but they call her a bird all the time. And she throws it right back at she them. She does, yeah. She throws it right back at, back at them. She's a trash person, but they're all trash. They're all trash, so. Um, and I feel like that show without Dee would just be... A bunch of men like acting like assholes, and she really rounds. I think she brings brings out she brings a lot to the show that they wouldn't have. Otherwise, it'd be all douchebag bros. And I mean, I feel like that. 
it's a trash. Like, it's, I love that show. Oh, I it, do too. It's about shitty people, and that's fine. But I feel like because they're so terrible to her, and she just takes it in stride and owns it, it kind of makes me feel almost empowered a little bit. I feel empowered watching her. She, she throws just, it right back yeah. at them. So, Jessica Jones. Agreed. Uh, oh, Jessica she's Jones so is a badass. hard show to watch, though. So the new season, I think, came out yesterday. So the day the, the day the episode comes out, I'm not sure. But the day we're recording this, I think this came out yesterday, the new season. It's hard to... It, it's a very... The first season, at least, which is all I've seen at this point, because I have not had time to binge watch anything. Um, the first season is very triggering for people yeah. that have not experienced it. But her outcome... If you, like, think about her outcome after going through all of that and how the entire first season, spoiler alert, is trying to fucking take down Kilgrave. Let's be honest, it's been, like, a year and a half, you're fine. Like, not even spoiler alert. But her entire, like, purpose is to destroy Kilgrave. Yeah, and she gets past the things that she's been through, and... But you see it still come up where, like, it affects her, and I feel like that's super relatable. Yeah, but she's not, like, the kind of girl that plays a victim. No, she, she absolutely yeah, she is, doesn't like, play she's a, trying to... She's had shitty things happen to her, but she doesn't play the victim. Absolutely she owns not. that, like, she's had shitty things happen to her, and she moves past them. She helps other people that seem to be dealing with sexual assault problems, and I really love that as, like, a storyline, and it's great. All right. So, the next character on our list is from a show that you've never seen, um, but I want to talk about her because she's a badass goth bitch. It's uh, Vanessa Ives from Penny Dreadful. So, Penny Dreadful, Showtime television show, super goth, werewolf, vampires, all that shit. Vanessa Ives is the main character, and... All these bad things keep happening to her, but she still perseveres as a bad bitch that don't need no man. And I love it. So, that's what I was, I, that's just where I wanted to say. It's super Victorian gothic, and Lindsay, you should absolutely watch it. Okay, so, next, you want to talk about a character? Yeah, um, let's we talk about... We can skip Black Widow. No, let's whatever. talk about Black Widow, because she's a badass woman. I mean, she's a spy... She gave up the opportunity to have children. She gave to up be her life spy. to be a spy. Yeah. And, like, that eats at her. But she also accepts that she gave that up because she wanted to be a badass spy. Yeah. And I like that. I love that about her. She's just an incredible badass character. Oh, she's so badass. Kicking those men's ass. Yeah, I she love is. It. And she's unapologetic for kicking men's ass. Um, Wonder Woman. I'm excited to see. Before we go on to Wonder Woman. I'm excited to see what we see out of Black Widow in Infinity War. Oh, agreed. Agreed. All right, Wonder Woman. Wonder I Woman. fucking love Wonder Woman. I do too. And not just not just the Gal Gadot version no. of Wonder Woman. I have I've seen all like, forms of Wonder Woman. All forms of Wonder Woman are incredible. Agreed. I've seen the original Wonder Woman television series and I I just loved it so much. Like, I saw it as a child. I feel like, like it, Wonder Woman was one of the first badass women in television. She really television, was. Especially. Um, no, I... 
I don't doubt that. I agree. I would agree with that. I mean, we obviously we're not alive yet. No, and I say like, that as like the uncultured part of this podcast. Like, I don't actually know that. I don't. And I'm know. probably wrong. Yeah, but, but no, I agree with you. Like, I feel the same way about Wonder Woman. Like, to me, as someone that did not live through when Wonder Woman was actually on television, like I, growing up, like even like comic book form Wonder Woman, not really knowing anything. She felt like a badass as, like, a child. I was like, that's the woman you want to be. Like, Agreed. She kicks some men's ass. Like, that's what you want to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hermione Granger. Because Ooh, yes. without Hermione Granger, Harry would have died first year. Oh, Harry would have died in the first book. Without Hermione Granger, Harry Potter would not exist. Harry Potter would not have fulfilled his destiny. Harry Potter and He Ron needed Hermione. Yeah. Harry Him Potter, and Ron. Yeah, Harry Hermione. and Ron needed Hermione, and I feel like she doesn't get enough credit for the role she played. She played most of the credit. Because Harry's she, got skill, Hermione's got brains, Ron's Harry there. Harry doesn't even really have skill. Harry has skill because Hermione taught him how to do that's these true, things. That's true, that's true. Ooh, girl, that's true. Yeah, I mean, Harry, like in the, in the fourth book, in the Triwizard Tournament, Hermione taught Harry Everything. how to do the summoning spell, how to do basically everything for the, uh, the maze, like... Everything. Uh, Hermione like, is the reason that Harry and Ron survived. survived. And she doesn't get enough credit for being the badass bitch she was. And she was constantly put down in the books and moved forward, was like, I'm unapologetic. I'm going to be this know-it-all because this is who I am. It's who she is. She's unapologetic for it. Um, Kill Bill. Oh, it's my favorite movie of all time. The Bride. Oh, the Bride is my... The bride was badass. She's badass. All the women in that movie are badass. All the women in that movie are badass. And honestly, like, it was heavy woman. That movie is heavy on female. It's very female forward. Because most of the assassins are Are women. women. It's very female forward. I love that. And while I don't agree with, As much as I cannot stand Quentin Tarantino as a person, I also can't stand pinning women against each other. But in this case, because they're all, all of the characters are women, it makes sense that, like, they're pitting women against each other because it's just badass woman versus badass woman. Oh, that movie is all, both movies. Yeah. More so the first one. It's just one movie split into two, but yeah. Yeah, more so the first one, I think you see it more, is more of the really intense badass woman against a really intense badass woman. Yeah, I mean, it's oh, one I of, I feel Bill. like it's one of the Black main... Mamba, the bride. That yeah. girl is badass. It's one of, like, she comes through so much. She's in a fucking coma. She wakes up. Spoiler alert! Go watch Kill Bill. Not spoiler alert. It's been out for, like, I'm trying to be years. a decent person, okay? Alright, so we're gonna move on to one of my all-time favorite characters of all time, Beyond the Bride. Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Princess Leia was, like, a mixture of feminine and badass that I feel like hadn't been seen really before. And I love that. Like, she had that, like, snarky, like, sarcastic personality. But she was also feminine, and I love that about her. So, like, growing up after the original Star Wars trilogy came out, Princess Leia was, like, idolized. Like, this chick runs the fucking world. Absolutely. Like, we have grown up living in a prince, a post-sexualized Princess Leia world to the point where, I mean, oh, Carrie Fisher. Carrie man. Fisher. Carrie Fisher is an incredible 
person, and we didn't talk about her before because we really wanted to stick to Princess Leia specifically. Yeah, but uh, but Carrie okay. Fisher in general as like a writer and an actress and a ridiculous boss ass bitch. Boss ass bitch, yeah. Um, but Princess Leia, I mean, she while she did fall in love in the movie, Who she gives a fuck? yeah, she, she was the one running that relationship. She was running it, yeah. I mean, she didn't need a man. She... I love how the story played out that um, Han Solo, like, ran away. And you know what? She's okay. She still ran that... She ran the fucking resistance. So, I wanna... In, just because I know Lindsay has never read the books or, like, seen any of this... Uh, I'm not gonna talk much about it, but Lisbeth Salander is one of the most badass women in literature that I have ever experienced. Do you want to name the movie slash book that she's been in for people that haven't seen it? It's a good call. Um, So, Lisbeth Slander is in the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. And you need to fucking read this because those books blew my mind. So, our final character we're going to talk about today is Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. Yes. And... Did Zoe, you? Sal- Zoe Saldana played her in, like, the recent remakes, but... Uh, Nichelle Nichols played her originally, and did you know that she is from Illinois? I did not know that. Now you know. Uh, she was born you know. in 1932 as well. Okay. No, but that's still no, really she's, cool. That's really cool that she had a main... Main minority women's role. That early on. That early on. And Especially, like... The original series of Star Trek, like, watching that was... I mean, I loved the original She's series. the only woman of color. Yeah. Like, the only woman of only. color. So we're going to probably mostly reference the recent series because it's we've seen most recently. But, but like, most people relate to yeah. at this point. And, because we're going to... We could get way too nerdy into the original <laughs> series, and we're not trying to do that today. Also, we've been drinking a lot, so it's fine. She did so much. She kept she, that ship together. She owned that she was smarter than everybody else. Oh, like absolutely. She was, you like, know she's... She was smarter I mean, than Spock every, might be smarter. Spock, Spock doesn't care. But count. he doesn't... He's different. Like, his, his smarts are different than hers. Yeah, she... Like, his smarts come to his race. She learned that learned shit. That, yeah, absolutely. And I love that about her. Like, she just owns the fact that she is a nerd. Oh, absolutely. She is linguistically gifted. And, like, it's just a badass bitch in general. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, you ready for, like, Next other segment. people? I, yep, other people. <laughs> I feel bad for the other people, but there were people that are not actresses. Okay, so... Not, like, pop culture specifically related. Yes. They are more either athletes or political people or Or behind-the-scenes pop culture. Yes. They're not in the forefront of what we would normally talk about for pop culture. All right, so can we start with one of my favorite women of all time? Serena Williams. Yes. So, she is... I feel like she is almost sometimes negatively portrayed in the media as this beastly woman. But, like, that girl has kicked some fucking tennis ass. Her and Venus have kicked some tennis ass that you're never going to see that again. Also, 
she picked a man that was also she's very intelligent and picked a man who's very intelligent. She was also pregnant while she won an open. Yeah. The That's badass. Killer. She was pregnant, like carrying another human in her. And, and so won a won. major tennis tournament. Yeah. That is incredible. There's too much of this stigma against women having muscles because it makes them look manly. Who gives a fuck? I love her muscles. Who gives a I fuck? I want her muscles. I want to be strong. Like, who? what woman doesn't want to be strong? I agree. And I think there's too much of an issue of, like, women being strong looking like men. Yeah. And, like, she fought, like, people say that about her all the time, and it's it's not okay. Like, she really she's does. Gorgeous, she's gorgeous. She's like, a beautiful woman. She is an incredible athlete. She's a badass female. I would argue she's the best tennis player in the entire world. I think she could take on some of these men. Absolutely. Absolutely. So another big female athlete um, last couple of years is Simone Biles. Mm -hmm. And she's so young and so tiny, but that girl fucking murdered gymnastics. She is an incredible gymnast. She's so tiny and she's so sweet. She's so humble about, or at least what we've seen in the media, is that she seems so humble about who she is. And she's a fucking badass gymnast that's won gold medals. Like, bitch, you are so good. You are a badass bitch. Also another minority. Exactly. It's it's really nice to see, like, minorities in the forefront like that. Um, Similarly, Gabby Douglas also murdered gymnastics four years prior. Yeah. There's been um, some badass minorities in yeah, that, I mean, athletics of, the last couple of years. Just general, general badass minorities. Michelle Obama. Oh, I love she's Michelle a Obama. I love Michelle Obama. I love that, like, just general Barack Obama attributes his entire success to her. To her, absolutely. And, I mean, she's an incredible woman. She's an incredible mom. She's, she's done a, so much. I mean... People might not like some of the policies she's brought up. Like, no. people are very against but some of her, like, nutrition policies. At the policies. end of the day, she is... She's a, such a fucking badass. As a first woman, she is one of the first first wo- women to be, like, a badass on her own. Like, she's not just a first woman. She was a lawyer. She had, like, a degree on her own. Like, she actually, like, was just a badass. She wasn't yeah. just a first woman. And I love I, that about her. Also, my triceps like tingle when I think oh. about her because her arms look so her good. I want to like I want to know who she works out with Obama, because uh, Michelle Obama is just an incredible woman, and she I love dresses that. so much better than I could ever imagine <laughs> dressing. Like I mean, I'm also like a huge scrub, so like I dress <laughs> like shit. But no, God, Michelle Obama. she looks so good all the time. Michelle like, how Obama. do you do it, girl? You've had two children, and your children are beautiful. How do you do they it? Are. Michelle Obama and like Hillary Clinton is another one, but like they are some of the few first women that have qualifications to be presidents. Yeah, I mean, well, qualification to be president. I mean, as much as people might not like Hillary Clinton. You cannot deny that she has broken some serious ground for women. Agreed. I mean, I uh, 100% agree that she's broken some serious ground for women. I mean, I when I was like 16 or so, and she was going up against Barack Obama. Yeah. I was like a big advocate she was, for Hillary She wasn't Clinton. the first woman to run yeah. for that title, yeah. but 
She had some crazy qualifications she behind did. her. Yeah, absolutely. She, I mean, she was a senator. She was Secretary of State. I mean, and she... She has done yeah, a Yeah, she's lot done a lot like, for women. Even, yeah, her husband may have been president, but, like, she has done so fucking much on her own. I mean, she's one of, like, like I said with Michelle Obama, like, despite their pre- husbands being president, They've they are so qualified much for that role on their own. Agreed. Um, Similarly, uh, can I talk about Elizabeth Warren? Yes, I love Elizabeth oh, Warren. Oh. So, again... For some reason, Elizabeth Warren's views are considered controversial, but she's very leftist and democratic. But See, I think it's considered man, she's a badass bitch. I think she's considered controversial. She has very similar views to like Bernie Sanders. I do, love but Lisa because Bernie. she's a woman, it's considered like controversial because she's a woman having these like outlandish, quote unquote, outlandish views. But she is a badass. She's done so I much as well. Up, I absolutely look up to her. And I would love for her to wrap a president. Similarly, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, Tammy Duckworth is an Illinois senator, and she is a veteran, is handicapped, and is from Chicago. She's a woman, and she's really fucking badass. I I mean, I'm all about for women in politics, and I think that there were that were underrepresented in politics. I agree as well. Um, I mean, and I know you feel this way, but like, there are too many men voting on our personal rights. Oh, absolutely. As women, like... Don't even get me started. Don't get me started on this, but there are men voting on, like, our reproductive rights and, like, what we do with our bodies. And I think that that there should be more women in politics. Agreed. And seeing women, especially from, like, Illinois and from Chicago, like, in politics is incredible. I love it. Yeah. Um, And I think we'll see more. I mean, I hope we see more of it in years to come. Because you know these old men are going to start dying. Yeah. They're old. They're going to die. And we're... And And their policies are going to die fucking with them. Because burn the patriarchy. I mean, I agree with that. I mean... And I don't know if it's more so, like, this is what people expect at this point. But, like, our generation is coming to the forefront. And, like, there are a lot more feminists in our generation. Like, male feminists as well. So I definitely think that, like... There will be, we are not going to stop until there is equality. Oh, absolutely not. And, yeah, absolutely. And while we're on the topic of politics, RBG. Oh, notorious RBG. Notorious RBG. So, if you don't know who RBG is, it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's on the Supreme Court. She's 84. She is incredible. She's the second woman to be um, nominated to the Supreme Court and, like, confirmed on the Supreme Court. She's so... Outspoken and a badass, and I fucking love it. Unapologetic, and I'm all about unapologetic women, and I love that about her. She's an incredible human. So we skipped somebody in the athletic section that we definitely should have talked about. We were very bad about making this list in order. It's not yours. Yeah. So uh, Chloe Kim. Chloe Kim. I love that she said she didn't cry. Because she didn't want to mess up her eyeliner. That girl's winked eyeliner looked so good. Also, it was she's on a point. Fucking badass snowboarder. Also, did you know that Barbie just released a Barbie of her? I How did. How crazy I just is that? It up, actually, but like her exact tweet, I'm going to read it to you. Um, it's, I was trying so hard not to cry. I worked so hard on my eyeliner. Same. I feel that girl. Same oh, girl. I feel that girl. I. Honestly, laugh so hard, I cry all the time that I fuck up my eyeliner, so I feel that. 100%. Oh, yeah. And as women, we shouldn't be expected to cry, 
when we win things because we deserve that shit. You work hard. You work hard. You don't have you to deserve. cry when you win an Olympic medal. Like, celebrate how you want to celebrate. Agreed. So, um, um, so I guess moving other back notable into, women. Uh, yeah, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Um, first woman, first billionaire to fall off the billionaire list because she was donating so much of her, of her money to charities. Yeah, she's done. I mean, beyond uh, the beyond obvious of as like a writing Harry Potter, she's given so much to charity, and she's gone through so much in her personal life prior to the Harry Potter series Agreed. coming out. Yeah, and being a success, and also, I mean, we're Harry Potter nuts. Like Harry Potter has influenced our entire life. Yeah, I know we're not the only people that feel that way. Um, but she wrote one of the most, and if not the most influential series book, series for young for, adults for young adults in our time frame and like kids are still getting into it there's studies that have shown people that have read harry potter are better people i don't doubt that i mean i a hundred there are so many strong women in harry potter that i don't doubt that and there's so much of like jk you, rowling you understand evil coming up and people not believing you that evil is coming up through the groundwork and like in the jk rowling hit the nail on the head with society right now. Like, oh my god, the fourth and fifth books, like how you are feeling oppressed by government and and the government not, the government listening, not to listening to you is like 100% what we feel like right now. So, like, J.K. Rowling absolutely hit the nail on the head with the books, the, the books and like how younger adults feel at this point. Oh, absolutely. And it's crazy. Like, you I, wouldn't think that like books we read when we were like eight. Five, six, eight are Books still came relevant. Out when I was a child. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I started reading Harry Potter when I was like four or five years old. Yeah, um, it's still relevant, and it absolutely like as I grow up, it, different like I relate to different parts of it. Yeah. Um, so J.K. Rowling, I mean, she killed it with Harry Potter. Also, being She's, a fucking badass, being billionaire. a badass, and she like she was broke as hell writing these books, and just did not give up. Oh, yeah. Um, Patty Jenkins. Her directing work. Man. Wonder Woman this year Wonder was Woman so was the fucking good. The biggest DC movie to come out. It's because all the other DC movies are garbage. But it was also... An, it's one of, like, the best... I would consider it one of the oh, best superhero movies. One of the best superhero movies. Yeah, absolutely. The only two I would place before that... Black Panther? Are Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Yeah. The I, first Guardians of the Galaxy. I that. But yeah, I mean, Patty Jenkins was, what, the first female superhero director? Director. Yeah. And at the time, Wonder Woman had done better than any of the Marvel movies. At that time, yeah. At that time. I mean, I think Black Panther was... Black Panther actually just broke a billion dollars. Oh, that movie was so good. We haven't even talked about that, but that movie is... And it's a different topic. Incredible. Yeah. We'll save that for another episode, but, like, damn, Black Panther was so fucking good. Yeah, and Patty Jenkins really did a phenomenal phenomenal job. I'm excited to see, because she's been brought on to bring up uh, Wonder Woman 2. I'm excited for that. That's going to be very good. I'm yeah, very I'm excited, excited for that. Um, while we're on the topic of directors and producers, the Wachowskis. Oh, the Wachowskis. So, for those of you that don't know who the Wachowskis are... 
They did The Matrix, um, I believe Cloud Atlas. Did they do Cloud Atlas? They did do Cloud Atlas. I did not know this. Um, they were known as, initially, the Wachowski Brothers. Um, they did The Matrix, the other two movies, like Revolutions and um, Re Reloaded. They did Cloud Atlas, V for Vendetta. They did V for Vendetta? Yeah. Where the fuck have I been? Um, yeah, they did a, they've done a lot of movies. They did Jupiter Ascending, which was a couple of years ago. Yeah, they've done a lot. In that. Um, v for Vendetta. Lana Wachowski is the first major Hollywood director to come out as transgender. So they are the Wachowskis now, and they are both transgender. Lana and Lily. Lana and Lily. Um, and they are, like, basically the first transgender siblings in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but they have been so supportive of each other coming out and transitioning that I just have to call them out and say, like, that's badass. That's badass. They have done some incredible and, like, huge blockbusters. Yeah. And then also transition and come out and kind of broken that ceiling and that barrier for transgenders in, like, behind-the-scenes Hollywood roles. Yeah. Another, like, big woman in history, I would say, um, is Sally Ride. So Sally Ride is the first American woman to go into space. Mm -hmm. And I'm super into that shit. I mean, I was a kid and I wanted to fucking be an astronaut. I wanted right. to go into space. So she is the Absolutely. third woman to ever go into space, but she's the first American woman to go into space. And I think that's super important. And then I'd also like to talk about Tanara Burke, who is the one, the woman who started the Me Too movement, which actually technically, well, yes, it's become a big hashtag in the last year. Yeah. it's from She like, started the movement in the 90s. Yeah. And it's sad to say, but like what woman doesn't have a Me Too moment? Right? And I'm glad that she's, she's the founder of this movement. And this movement has made a huge impact it really on our has society I think, today. I think we haven't acknowledged the fact that, like, we all have had a moment. Exactly. Where we can acknowledge and we can relate to each other and having had that issue. So as much... And it sucks that we've all had a moment sucks, in our lives. It sucks, but I think the Me Too movement has brought women closer <clears throat> together. Oh, Absolutely. It's, we've all been able to bond over the fact that we've had a moment in our lives exactly. where we felt that. Either we felt that or we know someone that's Absolutely. gone through that. And, and I think that's brought women together. And you know what? Women need to support each other. Absolutely. I mean, I think that there's been too much of society saying, like, if, she, if, you're, if she's better than you, then you can't, you can't support her. Right. Because you need... Because... There's been too much of a society pinning women against each other. Exactly. And I'm all about women supporting each other and appreciating each other and holding each other up. Well. There's too much of, like, women saying, like, if she has that, then I can't have that. Right. You shouldn't be jealous of other women. Like, you should support other women. you got to support other women. You, you know what? you got to support your friends. And you know what? Absolutely. I support you. I support you. But now, all, now that it's, I feel like, it's not even out that it's out in the open for everyone, but I feel like the the women that have come forward, I feel so much closer to like knowing my friends have gone through the things I've gone through as well. Agreed. It feels so good. I feel like there's like a weight off of my shoulders. 
the most important thing to take away from all of this is that build up the women around you. Because there were so many women that we would have liked to have talked about. Because let me fucking tell you, we had a huge fucking we list. We did have a huge list that we had to and cut we down. And we literally, just for and time... Honestly, we, we didn't talk enough about some of the women on this list. Exactly. We they had a huge so much list. more time. Yeah, we could do entire episodes on some of the women on this list. We could do, yeah, we could do full episodes about some of these individual women. Absolutely. So build up the women in your life because they could be the next women on this list. Exactly. I mean, uh, you have a girl, we have a girl gang. We do have a girl gang. I mean, they're all badass bitches. Everyone we around, we surround ourselves with fantastic women. Yeah, and every woman we know can be easily be on this list so just exactly. surround yourself with badass bitches acknowledge the women that are in your lives and appreciate them because they are badass they are going through so much that you may not even know and they've overcome so much as a woman oh absolutely in society all right so uh I hope you've enjoyed this. So there's not going to be Derek's final thoughts in this episode. No, because this is by women for women. Hashtag by women, women for women. women. So this is usually the time when you would hear us talk about our social media. We thought that since we're celebrating Women's Month that we should plug some women's organizations instead because we're not always garbage people. To support women's health and reproductive rights across the country, please go donate or volunteer at Planned Parenthood. You can find them at PlannedParenthood.org. You can also support the Center for Reproductive Rights at ReproductiveRights.org. We support the empowerment of young women through organizations like Girl Forward, who focuses on empowering and educating refugee girls across the country. Learn more at girlforward.org. There are several organizations here in Chicago that we would like to recommend to our local listeners. Please go donate or volunteer with Sarah's Circle to help women who are homeless or in need of safe space. You can find them at sarahs-circle.org. We also support the Chicago Foundation for Women. Their focus is to help women through work and economic security, freedom from violence, and access to health care. You can find them at cfw.org. Please go out and support your local women's charity wherever you may be. See you all next time. And remind the women in your life that they're all badass. And by the way, you're a badass too. Bye, guys.